to the Authentic You podcast. I'm Gemma Sandwell, intuitive coach, TEDx speaker and energy healer. And I'm here to help you connect to your authentic best self so you can flourish in life and business and live your purpose every day. I bring you a combination of personal development tools, neuroscience, energy tips and expert speakers to help you be authentically you. So a very warm welcome to the Authentic You podcast today. I am excited to be joined by the amazing Kate Carter. Kate is an amazing friend of mine and fellow coach. And um, Kate is a mindset coach and business mentor for um, new business owners who feel overwhelmed with the amount of shoulds, have tos in the online space. Can definitely resonate with that. Kate specializes in supporting her clients to simplify strategy and focus on small steps for maximum impact. She loves guiding her clients to turn inwards and transform themselves and their businesses from the inside out. So very warm welcome. So excited to have you here today, Kate. Thank you for having me. It's it's a wonderful opportunity and I, I you know, I love you to bits. So. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> so much love on the podcast. Um, okay, so um, would I, see, I said it was late in the day, didn't I? I didn't have to talk. Um, so um, we'd love to hear from you a bit about your story, Kate, and kind of what led you to um, to becoming, and you are an amazing coach, by the way, as well. I'm, I have very high standards for who I work with, and, and Kate is um, Kate is an incredible coach. So tell us about what led you on this journey to becoming a coach and a bit around your background, and then we'll go. Yeah, I'll try not to make it too long-winded, so if I go on too much, just say, well, there. Um... <laughs> Cut you off. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, so I think... I'll give a little bit of my childhood just so people have got a bit of context context, and then sort of zoom into later on in life. Um, so from a very early age, I suffered with severe anxiety to the point that it affected me on a day-to-day basis. Um, I had a panic disorder where I would have regular panic attacks um, and I didn't actually realise this is how bad it was just to kind of give an overview it was only recently, so I'm 41 now, it was only recently in the last sort of five, six years that my mum said, no, you were on medication. And I was like, was I? I do not remember being on medication at all. So it is a complete and utter um, blank in my history. So just to give you context, I was really poorly. Uh, Around about the age of 10, it started. And it kind of, it stayed with me until I was in my 30s. Um, and I'd try different ways to kind of get through that to navigate through traditional counseling, um, obviously medication early on. I didn't do that again later on because I wanted to find my own way. Um, not that that's not to diss medication at all. It was just what I, my personal choice. Um, and I had got to a point where I understood why I was feeling the way that I was. I understood where it came from. I think uh, actually since I've been doing coaching and more of the personal development work, understanding the empathy that I have and the highly sensitive and the introvert side of me as well, I think that actually really did impact a lot when I was a child. And I think I was always like that. And I don't think I knew how to process it at such an early age. And I got overstimulated and I didn't know what to do with that information. And so I went down the panic route um so I was fast forward to my 30s I'd had my second child 
um, and it was a difficult pregnancy. She was perfect, small, but perfect. I didn't do very well with the pregnancy and my anxiety that had been, I'd say, kind of bubbling for a long period of time, like I would be okay and then I'd have sort of days where I wasn't. But that that pregnancy catapulted me into almost as bad as I was when I was a kid. It was just not a very nice experience, especially because I'd already I already had a son. I was married. And I just got to the stage where I thought I've I've got to find a different way forward. It's not good enough that I just understand why I've actually got to work a way forward. And that's what I did. So I, I looked for alternative ways. And one of the ways that kind of serendipitously just appeared one day was an NLP coach. Uh, we got having a conversation and she said, I think I can help you. And that led me to neuro-linguistic programming and really opened my eyes into the language that we use, the way that our brain kind of processes things and led to a deeper understanding, which then enabled me to move forward. So, okay, let's change the way I talk to myself. Let's change the questions I ask myself. And that kind of got really, really good results. And I haven't had, touch wood, I haven't had a serious panic attack since. Obviously, I'm always going to be on the sensitive side because that's just my nature. Um, but I know how to how to kind of navigate that and and the triggers around that. So that kind of opened up NLP. I trained in NLP because I loved it. I thought this is amazing. More people need to know about this sort of thing um, and go deeper so that they can then change their external world. Because I think the biggest thing I realized was I was in control. It wasn't something out there that was going to change and make everything better and make me feel safe and make me feel protected. It had to come from within me, which was then going to have that effect on how the how I saw the world. And I thought this is amazing. People, more people need to know this. So I went down the NLP and then I really found that I loved the more I was doing, the more I found that I was coaching and I was asking questions that oh, I really like this. And as with me. If I like something, I will go and find out more information and generally then go and get trained in that as well. So I did my ILM level five um, coaching and mentoring certification. And I now combine the two together. And I just love, I think the reason I love working with business owners specifically is because they've already taken a huge step into the unknown. And because they've done that, they're so much more open to doing the deeper work, to being open to different perspectives. And I love that because they're already ready. And as somebody who was a teacher previously for so many years, I had only experience of working with people who didn't really want to change, <laughs> really didn't want to be there. And so I found so much joy in helping people who did want to. Um, and I think that kind of brings me up to date as to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, so open with your story, Kate. And what I loved and what you've said, which I think a lot of the audience will resonate with, is around the high sensitivity piece. So, like, how many times do we, and you know, as someone who who has gone through like that extreme anxiety journey as well, like, do we think that there's, you know, there's something wrong with us? We need to fix it. We need to be like normal. And actually, as you said, what you were experiencing was just overwhelm, was sensory overwhelm, and it was pushing you into this fight, flight, and like burnout state. And you were, you know, your body was just trying to keep you safe. And and I think that's so important. And I think 
um I know you know you're a real advocate and which I, I could hear in what you were saying about you know well let's actually change it like we can take responsibility we can take back control and we can change it and I think sharing that and you know I I was um given medication early on in in my journey and, and I didn't take it and I think yeah I think just like talking about this stuff and realizing there is a way forward um and you know NLP and coaching is just so so powerful so it's so amazing to hear how you've kind of moved through that story of not only overcoming um your own challenges but then how you then combine those tools to to help others and I'm totally with you I love 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 working with entrepreneurs because they're just so ready to, you know, well, you and I have, have been there, you know, so ready to, you know, make those shifts and changes and, and step into that space. So, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. No, you're welcome. And I, yeah, I just absolutely love, I think the bit that made the biggest difference to me was realising that it was me. In all of the ways, and sometimes that wasn't what I wanted to hear because I didn't want to take responsibility, and I did just want somebody else to take over and look after me. And it's going to be okay, Kate. Don't worry. But on the flip side of that, the joy and the happiness that I experience on a day-to-day basis now—just—I know really ridiculously small things like getting up and having energy to go for a walk or to get up and enjoy having a cup of tea. I know those are really minute details, but there was a point in my life when I couldn't Mm -hmm. get any enjoyment from those. And so the process of working out what was going on with me and how I could start to take responsibility for that and start to change my thought patterns and start to believe different things about myself was totally worth it. Totally worth the hard work, totally worth the frustration at times. And the kind of, I'd say at sometimes almost tantrums of like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it was so worth all of that to be on the other side of just enjoying life. I love that. And I'm hearing two things in there. There's like a, there's, there's a difference between taking responsibility and being able to surrender versus just like not being responsible, not taking control or feeling sort of, so in control I'm probably not describing that very well but what I'm what I'm hearing and what you're saying is like right I take responsibility for changing this and like going for that life that I want and it is going to take some work and surrendering and allowing versus like panicking controlling or the opposite and rejecting it which is kind of that pendulum swing isn't it so I'm hearing in there like a really nice balance of yeah which I think is really important for people to hear because I think we kind of we kind of can go through this pendulum swing can't we of like I need to be responsible no I'm not good enough I need to do this better I need to do that I need to do that or no I'm going to reject that and sabotage myself but actually it doesn't have to be one or the other it can be this nice balance in the middle I'm sort of here and there you describe really well yeah and one of the things that really helped was like I said or you beautifully said those shoulds and those have tos Mm -hmm. Like when those came up, it was almost like a point where I thought, oh, an opportunity to delve in. Is this my voice? Because if it's a should or a have to, I, in my experience, working with the clients that I do and with my own journey, most of the time that's not my voice. And it's an expectation that maybe I've put on myself from my childhood or it's somebody else's voice in my head that's saying you should do this, you should do that. And so whenever those came up, it was a real opportunity to to give myself some self-compassion and think 
I don't have to be, I don't know, for example, perfect right now. I don't have to be feeling incredibly happy right now. Um, or on the flip side, I don't have to, um, I don't know, I don't have to go and work when I'm feeling poorly, which was one of the things that was always a bit of a mm. difficult time. And so I think that really helped to just to keep me in balance was just awareness around those words and when they came up and giving me that opportunity to pause and to think and think, okay, where am I going to go now that this thought's come up? I can either go one way or the other or just kind of, yeah, show myself some self-compassion, which again, I just, I think what I want to say here as well for context, that wasn't always easy to do and it, and it didn't come naturally. And I've always said this with people, you know, if you've got a, a spectrum of like really positive person over here, really negative person over here, I think when I was younger, I was off the scale over here. And so part of my journey has been bringing myself back to neutrality. And it's not always I'm not always over here and I'm not always over there. I'm sometimes here and, and I will, you know, as we human beings, I will go on either side sometimes and. I always think my way of doing it is trying to bring myself into that neutrality so that I can see things for what they are. Mm. I love that. And I love that authenticity in that, in that everyone's going to be on a different place on that scale. And it's like, where do I want to be? Where do I need to be? That's authentic to me. You know, we might not, um, you know, someone listening to this might, might be, you know, watching people on reels dance around their kitchen and think, I'm not there yet <laughs> or maybe I don't want to be there and that's you know that's totally okay um so you work with a lot of um new business owners who who feel overwhelmed with a lot of these the should so what what sort of common themes do you see coming up I see a lot of on the surface a lot of trying to do everything or trying to jump from one thing to another and underneath it all, so that's kind of the surface that I see. And then when we delve a little bit deeper, there's always an element of not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy. Um, and sometimes if it's the worthy element, it's trying to separate worthiness from business because it is easier to combine those two when it's our own business. It's so easy to get muddy the waters with those two. So it's about separating that. Um, and then with the I am good enough, it's it's about in my experience anyway, about really delving into that self-trust and that self-confidence. And, you know, we can do it in a really logical way and look at the evidence for and against, like, okay, what's the evidence for or against? Or we can do it in a much more energetic and mindset way of looking at the thought patterns, mm -hmm. um, looking at how you're feeling when you're turning up and showing up. How does your body feel? What does it feel like when it's in feeling expansive what does it feel like when it's contracting and just having that awareness of what it feels like in the body because I think so many of us have without even realizing have disconnected mm -hmm. from that experience of the body and how it how the body's always telling us stuff and we don't necessarily always know how to listen um yeah I, I don't know if that answered your question mm -hmm. but yes. yeah, it does and you're right the body always knows doesn't it like you say expansive contractive contracted even contractive that's a new word um I love these new word of the day um <laughs> yeah and that's you know that's something that's so simple isn't it and so basic just coming back to that how does my body feel and I love that you know you've identified those kind of and that's something I see a lot those two you know core um core thought patterns there around you know around the worthiness around being good enough um 
And I think, um, so, you know, Kate and I, we've had conversations before. We're both kind of rebels a little bit in the coaching industry. Um, and so I think like what might be really important is to for us to just touch on money a little bit here as well. And, um, you know, both Kate and I met through, you know, we met through um, a coaching program and um, we, you know, we've both been in the online space for a little while. And um, we're both, I would say we're both quite rebellious when it comes to, you know, a lot of the messages that are pumped out online around, um, you know, how much money you should make as a coach and what receiving that money means to you. And um, yeah, I'd love you to speak, speak to that a bit more, Kate, and that kind of that rebellion. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? It's always the things that you don't want to talk about, which are always the the ones that you end up sort of shining a light on, if that makes sense, that kind of leads the way forward. So if you would have asked me and you know this, if you would have asked me a year or two years ago, I would have avoided talking about money at all because oh, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to stand on anybody's toes. Everybody you know, has their own way. And I still very much believe that everybody has their own way and I don't ever want to to sort of diss that or to put it into a negative space because everybody has their their own way and that's absolutely fine um but one of the reasons that at a couple of places during my business life if you like I've nearly quit is because of this I, I suppose I'm going to use ickiness but I'm not sure whether that's the right term at the moment we'll, we'll go with it but an ickiness around this obsession with high high coaching prices and there being an expectation that you have to be there, that, that you're not successful if you're not bringing in X amount or if you're not charging X amount. And I love talking about money. I think it's a really, really important topic. I think we need to normalise it, especially as women. I think we need more women earning more money. You know, all of that, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful topic. But I think that sometimes, especially with the people that I work with, which are predominantly women, predominantly new entrepreneurs, when they see this marketing, it can almost get them to freeze and to pull back and to hide because it brings up a lot of thought patterns. Now, obviously, we can work through those and we can kind of dig in a little bit deeper into kind of money mindset, into what it really means. But I think... I would love to be, and I know you're the same here, I'd love to be a different voice where you can say, okay, yeah, the money's there because the money enables us to do this job for more people and to have a bigger effect and to support more people and create change. That's beautiful. But what does the money actually mean? Like, yes, money, great. Have lots of conversations about it. Love it. But what does it actually mean? What is that money giving you? And how can we talk to that more? in the same kind of conversation so that new people coming into the online space who are wonderful, who have so many gifts to share, who, who get really put off, um, especially if they're heart-centered, sensitive, introverted, all of those beautiful things that people can bring to this space, they are the ones that are getting scared away the most. And I kind of really want to support those women, especially to come out of their shell a little bit and find themselves in this space to find their own space to find their own place or almost in a way that feels really good for them I love that and yeah I I completely with you on that Kate like <laughs> there 
there's almost like this narrative isn't there about you know you you need to earn a certain amount of money to be successful um and that can be really hard as you know as a as someone who's been there as that new business owner going I'm not even like I'm not even making like 10% of that I must be a huge epic failure um that can you know that comparison thing and it's not it's not from like a place of jealousy or anything is it it's just and it's it's like seeing those you know those that are shouting about this like seeing that and going wow like that's great for you yes and like like that's really inspirational but it doesn't mean I'm a failure if I'm not there and um I did a a post today about receiving and I just like I had this like crazy like weird align well not weird because I've I've been in alignment like drop in like I've had my car fixed for free twice in the last few weeks and um and that to me like is incredibly abundant and and receiving um one was because of a system error the system just so happened to go wrong at the time I was paying the other one was because the the guy at the garage was having some um some issues um I don't think you know obviously I'm not saying the garage so it's okay but um he was having some kind of um physical health issues which actually turned out to be energetic issues um and I helped him so he fixed my he said don't worry about paying me for your car so you know things like that happen and it makes us really abundant Mm -hmm. and we're receiving in such a way and you know if we receive like free time in our week like for me freedom is such an important value um yeah if we're so fixated on trying to make you know five figures six figures like 10k months whatever that is um we can kind of miss actually why we do what we do and you know we talked about values the other day didn't we We had a chat about values and I just think yeah there's more there's more out there isn't there so for those listening who are really feeling and hearing these these shoulds and just feeling overwhelmed and just making them like compare themselves making them want to hide um what would you say to those people Kate? I think there's something as you were saying that to if you're always chasing the next big income like you said you're missing out but I think there's an element here obviously I don't know everybody but I think there's an element here that you're never going to be satisfied if you're constantly chasing the next bit Mm -hmm. Um, and I think looking at what the money means to you is such a wonderful example here of how to dig a little bit deeper and how to turn things inward so that no matter what financial gains you experience, like you said, in completely different ways, you're open to that. So you start to see the abundance everywhere. Like you said, if you were one of those people that was aiming for the six, you know, whatever number number that we'll just insert there. But if you were constantly aiming for that, you might have missed the fact that those two things happened to you and you may not have appreciated them in the same way that you have because you're so in tune with receiving and feeling abundant you saw those for what they were and I think that's just such a wonderful opportunity of how people can turn inward so for example a little story last week I took my daughter to our like little local town and we came back and she's like that was amazing that's the luckiest day I've ever had and what happened was there's like a little witch shop there which I love they've got crystal she loves going there she had a couple of pounds that she wanted to go and buy a new crystal for and we went in there and she picked up this crystal and it was the last one and the lady said that's the last one and if you want it I'll take a pound off 
and so Sophie bought it for one pound cheaper she was like mummy that was so lucky I was like you're right it was and then we went to a house store because I had to go and get some sort of healthy bits and we were talking about how Sophie likes her stones and how she's got so many stones now as well as crystals just random stones off the floor (laughs) that we've had to buy we've had to sort of recycle jam jars and start putting them in there so they're not spread around the house and then we said oh do you want a jar she said I've got loads of mason jars do you want one and Sophie was like and I said if you wouldn't mind that'd be lovely she said we've got loads you can take one and so Sophie went and we got a jar for free oh that's amazing and I just think yes let's talk money let's have a conversation about money but let's also remember what the money means to us what is underneath the money um what does it mean is it freedom is it joy is it being able to spend more time with family is it being able to um feel really good about how you're earning the money that's really important as well so that you're more open to these opportunities when they pop up and you know from the mouth of a seven-year-old have the luckiest day ever because you've got some free stuff I love that. I feel like Sophie's got such wisdom in there that we could all we could all learn from. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Let's like all be more Sophie. <laughs> yes. Oh, she teaches me. I thought she is an old soul in a very oh, young body. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, so yeah, there's so so there's so much, you know, wisdom and and insight there for, you know, for for new new women or any women in business, to be honest. I think there's some some real kind of key um key I don't know what the word is I was going to use some key things <laughs> some key things in there um so as this is the authentic you podcast I would love to and I always ask this question to my guests um if there was one thing that you would give as a tip to those listening to be your most authentic self what would you say oh I think a little bit of what we were talking about earlier around those shoulds and those have tos Mm -hmm. about really an awareness is always the first piece in any kind of change that you want to make. But it can also I had this conversation with a friend recently, which is like, well, what do I do? I said, well, build awareness around how often that's happening, when it's happening and just observe. And you could see her as like, I wanted more. (laughs) Give me magic. (laughs) But there is magic in that. And I think I think that's such a wonderful way to tap into your authenticity and to really work out what is your voice and what isn't your voice. Because I think most of us have our own kind of experiences, but we bring those all to where we are currently. And they are so ingrained in us because They've been cemented by family members who have done similar things, uh, parental voices, grandparents, teachers or whatever, that we don't actually see them for stories or we don't see them as, um, I'm going to say self-limiting beliefs. I know that's quite a throwaway word at the moment, but just to kind of put it into a way that people understand um, that I think it's so easy to to kind of dismiss when these when these difficult times come up and just think that that's the way it is that's the way it's always going to be um it's never going to change and actually if we start to kind of tap into how often do I talk about I should have to do this I have to do this I need to do this um and is that my own voice what do I really want to say instead if I 
got rid of that have to and I really tapped in what would I want to say instead I love that and I love that sort of almost feels like these kind of these layers getting this sense of like all these layers stripping away and then you kind of getting in alignment with who you authentically are and your voice that that comes through um yeah amazing so anything else you'd like to share Kate I just think that on the back of that the only other thing that I can really kind of say is have some self-compassion and be patient because I know as somebody who had no connection with my body whatsoever I remember people saying to me well how does that feel Kate well, I don't know mm. because I I'd numbed I think my brain was everything and I'd numbed everything from the shoulders down I know how difficult it can be when you start to ask yourself the questions of what do I really want to say here or when do things feel expansive when do things feel like they contract mm -hmm. so just be patient with that and keep tapping into it as often as you can because the more you do it the more your body will help you to to find your way forward and it will click into pace, place where you will be able to sit in a place and connect with that part of you and go well, this genuinely feels good this genuinely feels in alignment with what I want to do now rather than the guessing game that you might feel like you're doing at the start which is I think I feel like this but I'm not sure yeah. um and so just kind of really just taking your time with that and allowing yourself especially if you've got any kind of history like I have just giving yourself that compassion and that time to figure it out I love that yeah given time and sometimes sometimes we need a little bit more time than we think and having that you know having that alone time having that extra meditation time whatever it takes like we'll, we'll all have our authentic way won't we to get back to us and our and our inner voice so yeah. yeah thank you for sharing okay so um anything else you'd like to share we're sort of coming towards the end of the podcast and then it'd be great to hear um if anyone wants to reach out to you how they can i'll pop your details in the show notes as well thank you um no i think I think I feel like I've blurred a lot out today. <laughs> um, you blurred. It's been very nice. <laughs> um, if anyone's blurred, it's me today. <laughs> no, I feel you. I really do. I know what it's like when you've got the words up here, but they're just yeah. not coming out. It's <laughs> speaking energy now. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah, so if anyone listening would like to reach out to Kate, please do reach out to Kate. She is an incredible, incredible coach um how can we get in touch with you so i'm on facebook and instagram at kate carter coaching um i have just started linkedin but i've got to be honest i'm still finding my way over there um i just wanted to kind of dip my toes in and see what it was all about and then i have my own podcast which is small steps with big goals and i have my facebook group which is passion to income which is support for heart-centered small business owners um and we have a live training there every monday it's based on an aspect of energy strategy um, or mindset so something that's going to support you that's utterly free um yeah I'm just trying to think on my website as well which is just katecarter.co.uk amazing thank you so much Kate it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today and um yeah please reach out to Kate if you are listening or watching I always forget that we're watching as well on the, on the YouTube channel and um yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much, Kate. Thank you so much for having me.